Welcome to the Full 60 featuring Craig Custance and presented by The Athletic. Each week, we'll dive into the biggest stories in hockey while bringing in unique voices to entertain and explain all aspects of the game. Hey everyone, this is Craig and welcome to this week's episode of The Full 60. I am thrilled to have our guest this week, Ken Daniels, a, a longtime friend. And not only that, this is a, a multiple appearance for you, right, Kenny? You've done the, the full 60 before, right? Long-time listener, third-time visitor. Well, all right, I'll take the third time. That's That gets you the green jacket. You're the green jacket. Thank club. you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Next time I I'll see never you win one ring. golf, and I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> how are, speaking of golf, how are you? You've got to be, uh, there's not a lot going on right now in Detroit Red Wings world. No, but it was Detroit Red Wing World just the other day because we're out at the uh, 313 Rocket Mortgage Fall Celebrity Classic and I got to see Ricky Fowler and Bryson DeChambeau and Tony Finau and, and maybe as great as they are, most important for me because it's been such a damn long time. Yeah. I saw Jimmy Howard and Anthony Mantha and uh, Dylan Larkin and Darren McCarty and Mickey Redmond. So just back in the Red Wing World at Detroit Golf Club, it was... Uh, a wonderful day despite all the rain. It took us yeah. a while to get going, but it was just great to be around all those people. And then we thought about, you know, this would have been the time we'll be heading up to Traverse City next week. And mm. it was such a bummer. But sitting there talking with the players again and just being around them and how their summer's been going, it was uh, just made me feel like, okay, maybe hockey, regular hockey for, for this city anyway, is uh, closer than further away. Uh, no, I haven't talked to those guys in a while. Like, what? Like, how are they like mentally holding up? Okay, are they going crazy? Uh, well, you know, as Anthony Mantha said to me, he said, "Think about this: that if we don't play until January, we'll have played twenty games this year whew. in a calendar year." And I thought, "Holy cow!" But no, he'd been. Uh, Anthony spent a lot of time in in Quebec. And uh, back now, and uh, skating and working out. And I said, he said, we don't, we don't really take the time off like a normal summer. We're just preparing, like the season's going to start. They all look in great shape, same as same as Dylan. And uh, you know, Anthony was working out in Quebec with Jonathan Bernier, so mm-hmm. all the time, you know, just yeah. working out together, and it helps. I think all the guys when they have someone to push them a little more, so. They seem to be in great shape. Jimmy Howard, too. You know, unlikely to be back with Detroit, but just hoping for work somewhere. So um, I think they're just planning to start whenever the hell they can. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that they're, um, you know, I knew and it was good to see you sent the picture over. It was good to see Jimmy. I'm gl- I hope he's able to keep it going. Like, so he's eager Me to too. keep going, eh? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he's uh, he, he's dropped some weight too. He looked good, uh, hit hitting the ball well, and and was in a great frame of mind. I think this is going to be a crazy summer for goaltenders. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we've seen the one move to Montreal, and who knows whether Allen stays there. But I think there could be eight, nine, ten goalies on the move somewhere. You have to let the big guys, whether it be Leonard or Markstrom, settle themselves out. And I yeah. think then you play Seattle expansion a year from now and you don't want to lose something for nothing. I think there's going to be drastic changes and who knows where those dominoes are, are going to start and then fall. I, I, I don't know. It's going to be wild. It's going to be like I don't think people realize how nuts this off season is going to be. I and I and maybe I feel like I say that every year just to you know pump up interest and get people to read our stuff. But I, I do feel like because of the cap and I, not only that, like there's teams that just don't want to spend. Like these teams, right. these owners are losing a ton of money. There's I think there's more teams maybe even in trouble financially than we want to admit. And 
And so there's just going to be a lot of internal budgets, and that's going to make the GM job really hard. 100%. Well, well, you know, they say the cap may be flat for a couple of years. It could be three or four, Mm. not just a couple, but then every owner has his own individual cap to where they used to spend. They may not be able to now. So does that open up for other teams to take maybe more bad contracts with maybe not as much term and and do players bet on themselves that maybe they take a little less now rather than get into a long-term deal and they wait two years when right. things are, are settled a little more so yeah to your point i, I think there's it's going to be fascinating to see how players who are ufa are settled how the 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 general managers handle now arbitration cases um, don't want to get stuck with something in bad arb as yeah. rules change and, and goaltenders moving. It's yeah, I think it's, I, listen, I, I hope we're going to need something to do. Um, once the draft is over in early October <laughs> and free agency begins, it'll be crazy. And then we can only hope that that doesn't last too long and they can get into training camps in mid November and we can go December. But if not, maybe it's January, but that's the great unknown that really no one knows right now. So, Let's and for the listener, one of the, me and Kenny's favorite thing to do is he comes up during intermissions. Back when there used to be hockey, played at Little Caesars. He'll say, <laughs> yeah. "Let's hot stove it a little bit," and we like the hot right. stove. And we yep. solve every GM's issues in the right. small amount of time over popcorn. Um, you'd be really yep. impressed. Um, so let's hot stove it a little bit. And let's let's start with Detroit. Do you see? I mean, because they are one of those teams with cap space. Um, they don't have to use it. They don't have to even spend if they don't want to this year. What do you, where do you, what direction do you think Steve Eiserman goes? A uh, patience for sure. Yeah. Um, I think he, I, I don't he, on a short term bad contract. If you're going to get something with it to take it, I mean, yeah. you only have to look I, what a, what, and I thought about it at the time too, when Carolina made that move for Marlowe and then ultimately moving him to get a first round pick. What a great deal from an owner you'd least expect it from, right? Right. right. But he did it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. If he's listening, probably. Well, you know what I mean. So (laughs) they've done done okay. So uh, he's done all right. So you you can't say anything bad about that. So I think there could be. Could Steve go that way? Sure. I think there's a chance. When, When I see, do you go full out now on someone? No. And everyone talks about, Tory Krug and yeah, yeah, and Boston and and the, Boston's managed things very well. They're gonna have some contracts going forward. But would Tory Krug like to come home? Maybe his preference to stay in Boston, sure. But do you get into Tory Krug? Not that he's old, but getting up there a little bit in four years, you may not like where he's at. But if you're the Red Wings, I don't think you can go and and do a seven-year deal on Tory Krug. If Tory Krug wanted to come home for four years. Three years, I think you'd have to look at that. Is that realistic? Probably not from his end. But I don't think Steve's going to get into any of those seven-year contracts. They've been there, done that before Steve was here. And they're not liking how some of those contracts aged, right? We're seeing that now. So I don't think now is the time to do that. But when I look at defensemen um, like Chris Tanev, when I look at Andy Green on a short term, who's a Trenton, Michigan I was going to say Michigan guy. Yeah, who can who can stabilize? These are just some of the guys' short-term deals who can buy you some time for the young kids before they come on and, and insulate guys like like Cider. I think if you added a few guys, maybe on shorter deals that can still play and bring stability, and you're getting to Kaiser back after missing a, a season and now another half to get healthy too um, into the mix. 
And, you know, with Nemeth and Heronic, all of a sudden, if you add a couple of those guys, this defense really doesn't look that bad. It really doesn't. And, and then who knows with goaltenders? And then you look at Detroit with a goalie. Can you, can you get a goaltender long-term or you do stopgap? Bernier's unrestricted after this year. But, you know, if you don't feel you got, and the Red Wings, you know, a chance to be really competitive. Right. No, not right now. But if you're a goaltender coming here, you got to find the right guy who's well aware of this situation and it's going to take time. So there's so many names out there, but who's ready to, to take that on coming to Detroit? So there are so many different ways that Steve can go, but I think there's going to be a lot more stability and a chance to do so in what this market is and what you want to build going forward over the next few years. Yeah. Here's what I do. Here's, this is a little uh, a tip. If, if Steve, and I know big fan of the show, I'm, I'm sure, if he <laughs> signs Tory yeah. Krug, trade yep. him to the, retain half the salary, trade him right back to the Boston Bruins for a first and a prospect. There you go. Everyone wins. Boston gets their guy at the discount. Tory gets his payday. Red Wings get to use their cap space. That's a very interesting scenario. You like that? I just thought it up. Just thought that up as you were talking. See, this is see how we solve it every time. We always go with so, something good. <laughs> so nothing where 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 you you so nothing where you're signing unrestricted that anyone has to stay any period of time or anything else. Unlike Ray Ferraro back oh, in the day, who was right. signed by the New York Rangers, and then like uh, a month later was in trade talks and gone to the LA Kings. But it, you don't see that very often. Yeah, I don't know if there's rules against that. I haven't, I, this is the most research I've done on this idea, is following oh, okay. it with you. Well, research further. Well, this is what we do in intermissions. Then we go back, and yeah, then I'll get a text from you saying, "No, we can't do you that." You can't do that, Craig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. There are much smarter minds than ours, you know I that, know. who make these decisions and 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 have a lot more pressure than we do. Right? We can oh always just spitball, and we think it's very easy, but they're under the gun. I I will say this: I love the Andy Green idea, mostly because I really like Andy Green. Like, he's, oh, there's nothing. <laughs> he might not be one like of the best people in the game. And forget the fact that he's scoring a little bit. Uh, that's not Andy Green. But yes, there's nothing not to like. And there's the Jeff Blaschel connection. He and Andy go back a long way too. But that aside, even Andy Green and just the presence he can bring to what will be going forward, a young back end, even the influence he could have on a Heronic and a Cider. And you combine that with Nemeth and Dick Kaiser. All of a sudden, it looks a lot better. I know Biega's there, and what do they do with Madison Bowie? And they have some choices in Tio Misto down the road, and whether Seth Barton's in the mix down the road, and, and probably some others uh, I'm missing right now. And and then we haven't even got to the the uh, the fourth overall pick yet. But you know. so was Anthony Mantha driving like a super nice new car, or talking about any huge purchases he'd made? Because he's an RFA who is is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, and Bertuzzi, right. And and no, we didn't even get into that. The only thing I saw Anthony drive was the damn golf ball, and boy, could he hit that <laughs> off. Wow. I, I know that uh, he and his girlfriend just moved into a beautiful new place, so so they're working on fixing that up. Uh, he's such a good soul, he and yeah. Dylan, all those guys. And I know they so badly want to win, and yet they, they're, they're setting the foundation here and they know it's going to be a while, but they're so competitive, and nobody likes to be embarrassed. And I, I, I think that that's where coming in with just some tinkering here and there to solidify, right? So you're 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 not getting your doors blown off on nights. And as good as Jonathan Bernier was, now if he can even come close to repeating that again, and you get stable one-two 
and the case may be, and the defense a little better. They'll, they'll be more competitive in a lot of games, and you know, and and how Zadine is going to be coming on, and you, you got Pertuzzi to sign, you know, and and Tyler, um, terrific young players. So, uh, I think I think the the next I, I think if we ever get back to some sense of normalcy, I think this uh, year will be much better. And believe me, it's just much better is being in games and competitive. <laughs> right? Because they weren't, they weren't in a lot of games last year. Four goal losses were plentiful. So just being, and, and, I, and I think that'll happen. I think they're yeah. going to be in a lot more games, at least hanging in there for a lot longer. And that's, that's all you can ask for right now is just setting the foundation. It's it's hard because I don't think Red Wings fans want to hear this, and I don't think Dylan Larkin necessarily wants to hear this. But I, like I look at a team like Colorado, and you know Dylan is probably like the Gabriel Landeskog or like that generation, right? Like yeah, and, and it mean it's not going to be real good for him even for a couple more years until right. the Kale McCars come through and the Rantanens come through, and they don't have those guys yet. And and I, and I know it's frustrating for Dylan. I've talked to him about it, and because he, you're right, he is a competitor, and you see him out there, and he's he wants to win badly, and and you know probably sees himself as the next captain of the team, and doesn't want to be bad under his leadership and all that stuff. But you know, from an outside, unattached perspective, I can sit here and say, you know, they they're going to need that generation of players. You don't just win with 19 year olds. They're going to need that the Manthas and the Larkins, and then you plug in the next stars. Really, is what they need. That's right. And that's where you can't miss in the draft. And that's mm. why you try to get as many kicks as you can in the draft. And you can only hope the, the, the fourth overall pick. And, and yeah, Steve Eisenman was a generation or two ago, but you hope for a Kale McCarr, right? Yeah. You, you can only hope that you can maybe find a, a Haskinen uh, there. Oh. Right. Um, so not necessarily one assure McKinnon. Yeah, that's, that's easy. And the number ones for the most part and, and the one twos and McDavid and, and Eichel, but what do you find just beneath that level? Can you hit? And I think the Red Wings believe, uh, from what they've seen that they hit on a cider thinking somewhat outside the box where they, they took him at six. Now you, you hope Zadine is okay. And you didn't really miss on that when, when Quinn Hughes was there. But again, you, you could see what the regular season is and as good as Quinn Hughes was, and, and boy, Vancouver has a, has a lot to look forward to, uh, what you saw from them. But you see in the playoffs, even these playoffs, which don't have the same feel of full intensity like you would otherwise, but you can even see where Hughes' minutes were, were down a bit and the pounding you can take when you're not a, a big defenseman. You can see that, but you see how great Quinn Hughes can be. And you hope, Zadina, hey, in this, just... Buy your time. You still got another year or two. Find your game, mm-hmm. and um, you know um, you, you got to get these guys to hit in the draft. So you say, as you say, that that coming up with the, the Larkin and the Mantis and Bertuzzi's when they're ready, all of a sudden, two three years from now, when they're still pretty much in their prime, and you get that next wave coming, the McCarr to offset at the Hughes to offset where Bo Horvat is a little bit, and, and those guys coming on, and where Pedersen is now a few years ahead of Hughes. Yep. That's where hopefully you hit on what the Red Wings will find the same. So it's interesting, because if you look at this year's playoffs, and maybe this is just a weird year, and you can't identify any league trends because of it, but if you go around, you're exactly right. Like these aren't. This isn't a few years ago where every team had to have a number one overall pick driving the way where it was you know Crosby and Patrick Kane and whoever and Drew Doughty at two or you know these these are teams that are built their stars are it's the Haskinens and and or Barzal who was whatever he was in the oh. 20s 
Like, no, Bar- it's Braden well, Marcel- Point. Look at Braden Point. Yeah, well, Braden Point was, what, third round? I remember yeah. seeing Braden Point when I saw him. Maybe he played a little bit with Tampa, and I just thought... I remember talking with Steve when we were, we were down in Tampa at the time. I said, I think you really got a good one. <laughs> in Braden Point, he said, we hope so. And I could just see it in his eyes. It wasn't we hope so. He knows so. He knew a lot more than any of us did and where they took him. And that's, uh, you know, Al Murray, uh, great work there. And Pat Verbeek in finding the Braden Point. Matt Barzell was taken in the middle of the first round after Boston had three straight oh, picks. Three Can you straight. imagine if the Bruins had <laughs> Matt Barzell now and then going forward replaces a Patrice Bergeron? I don't know if there's going to be much difference down the road when you see what Barzell is learning from Barry Trotz and on nights that maybe he's not going well and Barry says, hey, kid, learn this side of the game, you can play better. And I think he's done it. And that was a year in transition, I think, last year under Barry from Matt Barzell. And you can see what he can do. But he was right after the Bruins, um, you know, DeBrusque in there and the two other picks, I think, Sinitian and... Oh, I'm going to look it up. European kid talking. they took there. But anyway, it was the other <laughs> European. I think it was a Z name. It was Sinitian yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, DeBrusque. And um, I'm missing it right now. But Barzell went right after that. And yeah. then there was Shabbat. So that, that's where you just need, as we say, as many picks as you can in the draft. And that's what Ken Holland tried to do on the way out. And I know Steve wants that. And it's just uh, the building. And now you see where Barzell is coming on. And mm-hmm. the, the Anders Lee right and those guys it's it's that next wave and you got a solid fourth line like the islanders have and and building and you know how long ago did we not know you were you were talking about in the islanders you weren't talking necessarily about Pollock on the back end nope. or Pollock right. on the back end right we we're talking about letty all the time and, and johnny boychuk all the right. time and then these guys that next wave comes in underneath and that's what the red wings are building toward that's what teams have to you look at buffalo and you talk you know you don't need the first and second no but buffalo at eichel second overall yeah. and look how many playoff misses there are there so you have to hit right to and build and with patience you know and you can't get into bad contracts um like the sabers did early on and spending money where they probably shouldn't have and um you know in retrospect can we talk about the sabers for, i love talking to you kenny because we can just lap around the league and the sabers Tim Murray, I think this is going to be one where history is kind of the Tim Murray era because he trades for Robin Leonard, first-round pick. And maybe Robin Leonard wasn't ready to be the guy, but Robin Leonard looks amazing, and he looks like a franchise goalie to me. Well, Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard, though, in fairness, in that one, and, you know, Robin Leonard was always so frank. It's funny. I didn't think much of Robin Leonard at the time. Yeah. And I guess through what I've gone through with the the mental health issues uh, Mm. with my son and mental wellness – and then talking to Robin Leonard back then, and even how open he was, just as what an engaging guy. I remember thinking that early on when he was in Buffalo. You walked into the room, and here was a goalie who wasn't the normal goalie, don't talk to me day of the game, right? That yeah, type of thing. Robin, yeah, that was Robin Leonard. And then when I heard when he came public with what he'd gone through, and now going public with it, that next step that he took, I'm pulling for guys like Robin Leonard. Yeah, and what he yeah. had to go through in Buffalo, right? So the, the demons that he had, and then probably, well, he was, he was moved on too early, but carry on with Buffalo, what you're No, and about. so the other big move he makes, so you talked about the, you know, maybe spending too early or whatever. Tim Murray, Tim Murray you know, they, they get their foundational pieces, adds the goalie in Leonard, and then adds Ryan O'Reilly, who, you know, wins a cup with the, like, the, the idea was there. It's just, I don't know if he got enough time. That's all. That's all I'm saying about Tim. 
I'm just trying to get him on the podcast, so I hope he's listening. <laughs> In that case, then you're right, Craig. <laughs> I don't know, like they, you know, but you're right. Like you, like the Sabers should be. They've done. They did all the hard things. They tanked. They got the first overall pick with the uh, with the big defenseman, and they got Eichel. Darlene, yeah. Darlene. So yeah. they did all the hard things, and they they don't they don't look any closer than these. You know, they, these teams that are winning right now that are currently playing didn't do those things and they built either through trades or they built through you know whatever however Lou Lamarillo has done it with the Islanders through culture and coaching and and you know and, and then Barzal um but it, it, they it's hitting on those picks the, the number three the it's number hitting four, like the Casey Middlestad Casey Middlestad looked like a can't miss and, I, and I'm not saying that he can't still be a very good player yeah, but there's another one like like Sam Reinhart's been a lot better. Like you gave a lot of money to yeah. Jeff Skinner, and even when Skinner was signed, people thought, mm, "Is this going to age well?" And the Red Wings went through that with contracts. Yeah, yeah, and the Red Wings went through that with contracts too, and, and still have some on there. Are these going to age well? And I and I think when you're building and Buffalo, you thought at the time. Are you just a step away? Mm. I don't think you're ever as good as you think you are. I don't think you're ever as bad. But where's the realism? Where are you realistic with your team? I think Ottawa probably did that too, giving up on Zabanajad when they did and thought they were just a step and conference final. You were that close. Nah, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Now, the Eric Carlson moving on from looks just fine now, where you can say <laughs> San Jose probably thought they were closer. Probably shouldn't have. Yeah. So, yeah. boy, it's it's <laughs> a general manager's job isn't easy, and you need lots of good people around you sometimes to be more honest than uh, than you'd probably like them to be. But you need lots of ears, and the good ones always ask those around you for right. opinion. And ultimately, it's on them, whether it be Tim Murray or somebody else, to make that final decision. I'll say this: I like I, I know. It, it, the fun thing when Ken Holland was in town, he was, you could sit here and debate these kind of theories. And he was always like, I used to get not arguments, but he didn't mind if you just, I would just say, Hey, you need to go. Like, I think you should be doing this. And one of the things I was always pushing for was signing young players to kind of those long, like betting on the young players on ultra long contracts to get them under their number. And we would talk and he would say, that's fine. And I, he understood that, but he'd also say, Hey, there's something to, be said about these bridge contracts that keeps that carrot in front of a young player constantly, mm -hmm. right? Like You're you right. give a twenty-one-year-old an eight-year deal, um, and you know they better be special and better be a special kind of human being that's not going to take their foot off the gas. And he and, and that makes sense for a young team. And, and when you're figuring out how to structure those next contracts, well, I'm sure that Steve's thinking that right now with Mantha mm -hmm. and and Bertuzzi. I mean, those are you know you're thinking the same thing. Where is the carrot? I think that I think the Robbie Fabry deal was great, not particularly long. And another one, I think he's only get better, highly skilled, get better working on the defensive part of the game. So yeah, I think there has to be that carrot there. But now the league's so much younger than it used to be. And you talk about guys now 29 or 30, where it used to be. Remember when unrestricted free agency was what 31? <laughs> now you're 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 on the 17th hole. Yeah, at thirty-one, you're not signing. I mean, thirty-one for most cases, right? So, yeah, I think the the carrot, and now now with uh, the arbitration and and what you could get stuck with in arbitration, how rules change. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's quite the game within the game now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, 
All right, let's see. So we got sidetracked right off the hop, but that's fine. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to jump back because I've got a million questions to ask you since we last talked. So hold on one second. Now is the time to celebrate. Football is finally back. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million prize with a total of $3 million up for grabs for this Thursday's football game. Getting in on Thursday night's single-game showdown is easy. All you have to do is download DraftKings using the promo code MAYS. M-A-Y-S. Draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. So head to the app now to start making it rain. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using the code MAYS, M-A-Y-S, will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game like having a shot at a $1 million payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code MAZE. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss this extra special Week 1 bonus. Enter MAZE to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code MAZE, M-A-Y-S, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. So, Ken, one of the reasons I wanted you on right now in this moment in time is because I want to say it was about one year ago we did – I say we like I had anything to do with it. You put on the Jamie Daniels <laughs> you did. Foundation you, roast. You, the no. Athletic bought a table. You did. We did. We bought a table. We yes. bought a table. Yes. Um, and it was a blast. And it was, that was fun because we had a few subscribers join us. And, it, it, like, the event was – it was amazing. Black tie, you know, great fun, great food. Um, obviously can't do it this way now. But here we are a year later. How, how have you reinvented this? Like, I, I, obviously, it's not going to be at Motor City Casino or wherever it was last time. Like, how do you readjust in this time when you're, like, you still have this incredible cause to, to do an event for? Well, there was a lot of planning and a lot of thinking. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it would have been Motor City Casino again. It was the, uh, the second annual Jamie Daniels Celebrity Roast, and we roasted Mickey Redman last September 7th. Mm-hmm. of last year and more than 700 people in attendance and all told upwards of around $300,000 raised to build long-term, safe, affordable, uh, sober living mm. in Oakland County, Michigan. That's, that's our goal. Um, so filings are in place now and uh, just, just waiting for the good word that we, we got it all done. But so many people are on board with Michigan State Housing, et cetera. So that being said, uh, how to reinvent it? Well, we couldn't go live again. We knew that a while ago. And then we thought, do we just wait a year? And we thought, no. And this was before all the virtual stuff was taking off, but it had started. And we thought, out of sight, out of mind. And we would like to raise money because every year we're responsible for, for so much with this housing project that we're working on so people don't fall to the same fate that Jamie did, my son, four years ago now, that the uh, athletics story first broke the news, really, after our family ended the shame and stigma of substance use disorder, and I decided to talk to you. And I thank you for that, because the athletic really sent us set us on a wonderful path. Mm-hmm. And Scotty Bowman had already been scheduled to be roasted and toasted. Scotty will turn 87 on September the 18th. Wow. And we thought, wouldn't it be great? 
And Scotty, my God, you talk to him. He's going to be 87. He's, he sounds sharper than me, and he could be 57, um, <laughs> for that matter. The stuff that he remembers is absolutely amazing. It's and amazing. I just love talking to him. I love yeah. talking to Scotty because you can ask him about a game in 1962, oh. and he's like, yep, uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, he'll tell which, you the fourth. Which period? Yeah, I don't know in 62 if they had fourth lines, but they sure had third ones, and he'll remember them. He'll remember them. <laughs> <laughs> and who played against who and how many minutes and who was the, the you know the extra defenseman on the, it's crazy just crazy so we thought okay can we do this virtually and then you start reaching out to people who know people who know people and it's amazing who you come up with so what we're doing is it'll be a 90 minute show on wednesday october 14th on fox sports detroit uh and replayed right after the fact all part of it will be a uh, a live uh so to speak, silent auction. We have some amazing silent auction items that uh, we can get into in a few moments. But that night, you can watch it and go through jamiedanielsfoundation.org. There will be a link there, J-A-M-I-E, jamiedanielsfoundation.org. There's a link there, and you can watch the show. So anywhere on that night. And you would you like me to, uh, Wayne Gretzky told me one time, don't ever name drop. <clears throat> so anyway, we have... <laughs> That's we have line. lots of names. We could, did he really, we or did he just, is that just a one-liner? It's a lie. Okay, yeah, he never sorry. said that. I know. That's good. So, uh, but but anyway, it is good. But Wayne Gretzky um, does make an appearance um, virtually. Uh, we had so many people reach out who helped out. Uh, so uh, Stephen Page, former frontman of the Bare Naked Ladies, now the Stephen Page Trio. And again, reached out through Steve Simmons, who knew Stephen Page, and now I'm the mailing Stephen Page, and he sent me a beautiful song called Into the Light, of which will air within the show um, around our sponsors, and because Stephen Page has been in recovery for years. So, um, beautiful song. So, among those who are appearing, Wayne Gretzky, Jack Nicholas, Red Berenson, Stu Grimson, Darren McCarty, Dick Vitale, hmm. Hill Harper, who's on The Good Doctor, and a Detroit native, the ABC's The Good Doctor. Uh, J.K. Simmons, oh, yeah. not just farmers, but J.K. Simmons, done a lot more than just you know insurance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Daniels, Jim Leland, Ken Dryden, Brendan Shanahan, Nick Littstrom, you have to hear Nick Littstrom. <laughs> it was funny, when you can hear a little profanity, albeit bleep from Nick Littstrom, you go, huh? No that way, I don't take. believe no, that joy. for a second. He yep. did not swear. Larry Robinson, Dominic Hasek, as you can imagine, was short and sweet. Mm. Dominic, uh, Doc Emmerich, as eloquent as he could ever be. Mitch Album, Jimmy Devilano, Glenn Hall, who played for Scotty uh, back in the 60s, of course, with the St. Louis Blues when Scotty was building that team to win the West when there was no way they could beat the Bruins or the Canadians at that time. So those are just some of the names I can name drop who will make appearances. There will be stories of families who have lost um, like Dominic Pizzo and his family who lost their son, Ross, will tell the story of Jamie's loss. There will obviously be asks for donation. And anyone who makes a $100 donation gets a pair of Steve Eisenman Major League Socks. Remember the company Bab Socks? Yeah, yeah. It's now Major League Socks. Um, you see Kevin Bieksa was wearing his uh, Canuck Players socks on, on Hockey Night in Canada. So everyone who makes a $100 donation will get a pair of Steve Eisenman socks. We have, you know, for $10,000 sponsors, and we have quite a few already, they get a 30-minute a or 40-minute virtual Zoom cocktail party roast with Scotty Bowman at any point down <laughs> the road. That's pretty great. Like the liquor provided. I asked Scotty. 
And I said, will you do these if there's five or six? He goes, yeah, whatever you need. I said, Scotty, we can look after you. He goes, you're not looking after me. It's for the foundation. So Scotty will just shoot the breeze with you. You can invite 10, 12 people over to your house, put Scotty up on the, on the television, on your monitor, whatever you want to do, tablet, and uh, just ask Scotty, whatever you want, we'll provide the booze for you. Um, so that, and every $5,000 sponsor gets a beautiful two-foot replica Stanley Cup. Uh, it's just awesome with the Red Wing logo on it, and it's uh, it's just gorgeous. So, wow. lots of stuff planned, and we haven't got to the silent auction yet, but lots of stuff planned. All right, so it'll be I, wonderful. if if listeners will even will, will will grant us this, I do want you to get to the silent auction because it's, and I'm saying this, I sh- I went last year, and I wish I had brought you know an unlimited credit card because the the sports memorabilia was was amazing to the point where i'm like kenny you know i pull you aside i'm like where did you get all this stuff like this is ridiculous a lot of bothering people you know scott scott oak who uh, lost his son bruce almost seven years ago now um called me when all this started with jamie and he was there for me because we're members of a a team we don't want to be a part of losing uh your son all too earlier for anyone who's lost a child um to any disease illness whatever it is and scott said to me you know planning what he plans out in manitoba and they're building the bruce oak recovery home which should be up and going about a year from now which is what we're attempting to do here we'll get done here scott said to me i've asked so many people i'm sick of me Mm. and i said i understand that because you're asking whether it be celebrities just to do a video it's a short tribute to scotty but still it's their time and more often than not 80% of them respond, which is wonderful. And some don't know me, but reaching out to someone who's bothering them for me. So I'm still asking that person. So yeah, it's hard sometimes, but you're trying to get something done for the greater good. And that's what the Jamie Daniels Foundation is doing. So Mm -hmm. in terms of your silent auction, if I may, uh, we've got game used autograph sticks from Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sedano Chera, Jack Eichel, Nikita Kucherov, Jack Hughes, Carey Price, Nathan McKinnon. Not bad. (laughs) Jeez. Not bad. That's not bad. That's, I mean, game use. All right. Like, I feel like, honestly, I hope this isn't coming off like an infomercial. I'm like legitimately enthused by this. And... Can, when can people start bidding on those? Because it's those um, are great. Like if you're just a hockey fan, those like a game used Connor McDavid sticks pretty good. Yeah, and almost impossible to get. Almost and impossible to get. Yeah, it really is. Um, and you know, there's a Dylan Larkin signed jersey. We've got a beautiful hockey stick bench that seats two, mm-hmm. made out of sticks. Obviously, that's why a hockey stick bench with Red Wing logos on the side, with four of the sticks marking Ted Lindsay's fabulous career. Um, there's Gordy mm-hmm. Howe memorabilia from the Howe family. There's golf stay and play packages. You can golf with Mickey Redmond. We've got a house in Costa Rica for a week that sleeps six. We've Jeez. got jewelry, television sets, Nick Listrom's autograph books, a hockey night in Canada interview towel. <laughs> Almost very tough to get. And if you want steaks and meat for a year, we've got that too. So yes, just and and there's a, oh there's an Alaska fishing trip. If you like salmon fishing, out in Alaska, oh for a week stay, out there on uh, king salmon, uh, and all the videos will be on the site. We'll be adding stuff all the time, so anyone can bid and sign up. Starting, I believe it's September the fourteenth at jamiedanielsfoundation.org. That's probably the easiest way to sign up for the auction. It'll all go through your mobile phone. So when people watch the show, even though it's a tape televised show with Dave Hodge, 
former host of Hockey Night in Canada, who's the MC and roasting Scotty Bowman, Dennis Hall. Have you ever heard Dennis Hall speak after dinner? Mm, I don't think so. Very few funnier than Dennis Hall, who, whose, whose laugh is infectious. So even if you're taping it via Zoom, when he laughs, you can't help but laugh with him. He's his own best audience. I mean, Dennis is great. I wish we had time for each of them to go 20 minutes, but yeah. we don't. But Dennis Hall, Ian Bag, whom you saw, the comedian from Los yeah. Angeles, who yeah. was at the dinner live last year, and Jerry D., the host of Family Feud Canada and the Jerry D. Show, which ran for eight years on CBC. It sells out all his tours, uh, stand-up comedy. Jerry D. is fantastic. So they're, along with Dave Hodge, are roasting Scotty Bowman. So... To watch it on October 14th, and the silent auction will be up about a month before September 14th. You can sign up for it, and even through the next day after the roast runs on the 14th through the 15th of October, uh, the auction will be live. You'll get notifications on your phone if you're outbid. You can just sign up. It's all safe, secure, all through jamiedanielsfoundation.org. And we hope people will bid lots because in a virtual world, even though we raised a lot of money live last year, we don't know how we'll do. Delta Dental is our presenting sponsor. They've been fabulous to us last year and again this year. We can't thank them enough. Delta Dental Michigan has been just outstanding. And all our sponsors who played such a big role. The Red Wings are promoting and Fox Sports Detroit for allowing us to put it on television. I mean, the Red Wings have been fantastic in what they're going to do to promote the event. So That's I great. thank everybody. It's more than I could ever ask for. Uh, that's great. And I can't wait, and I will share it, the link. Uh, we'll tweet it out. We'll do everything um, and make sure we're, we're helping out there. And I, I'm sure there'll be something I'll be bidding on. I've become, this is a complete aside, during the pandemic, maybe because I'm home too much, I've become like a sports memorabilia auction junkie. Like I, I've bought like random baseball cards that are 100 years old. I don't know what's happened. Too much, too much. I need to get back on the road and at games, I think. Well, yeah, but if you're hanging on and your kids one day, you know what? In all honesty, I, I saved a lot of the stuff that I had collected and I had lots. And I had, uh, from what is just game used here, I had from from Bobby Orr and I still have my Wayne Gretzky. I'm not, I'm not getting rid of my old Wayne Gretzky aluminum 1991 uh, game used stick from the Canada Cup. That That's in a case. That's not going anywhere. But I, I sold a lot of the stuff because I was collecting everything for Jamie. And when Jamie passed, it really didn't mean as much to me. So I sold it all about a year and a half after he passed, probably about a year before making a foundation in his name was even a thought in the back of my head. And it's unfortunate now that I sold all that because I would love to have had a lot of that stuff just to put out year after year for the auction. I wish I had it because it was such wonderful stuff. And uh, I sold a lot of it uh, mm. to a collector, which is fine. Money's fine. I probably could have got two or three times for the foundation, which would have meant a whole lot more than a few bucks in my pocket at the time. So I, I wish I kept it, but didn't know what you don't know then, right? We didn't, when Jamie had his issues, we didn't know then if we only knew then what we know now. So we're looking forward and uh, looking forward to a great night Wednesday, October 14th. And, and we hope people will join us virtually. I'm just going to throw this out there because I, I just, if you're listening to this and you have a really cool item that you would want to donate for next year's auction for Jamie, email me at craig at theathletic.com and I'll make sure Kenny gets a hold of it. Or oh, that's very it. nice of you. Dude, like, yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, I, there's so many listeners to this and they're like, hey, I would, and they're so generous and they want to help. And maybe, who knows? 
Yeah, and their their name will go on there on who donated, mm-hmm. and uh, even if they want this year, it's probably not too late to get it in. But I, I hope people will make it next year. We're still narrowing down whom we're going to roast next year. I got a, a few. Am I on the short list? Be honest. I mean, oh, Scotty you will Bowman be one day. You, you, you <laughs> will be one day. You keep it up. We, we've got some names out there. I, I'm just trying to see which way to go here. You know, a lot of people, it's it's you don't really have to do much. You just got to show up. And really, as you know, last year when we roasted Mickey, it was more a fetting. It was it was a yeah. toast more than it was a roast. A few shots at him, you know, but um, it, it really wasn't that bad. So it's okay. So we'll see what we can do. We'll see what um, we can do. Okay. Let's take one final break, and then I I want to get into. There's actually there was some some news surrounding um, the investigation surrounding Jamie's death, and and I, I want to talk about that because I think it's important. But let's take one final break here. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo," or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a really long day at work," or "Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it." But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com full and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to Roman.com full today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash full. GetRoman.com slash full. All right, Ken, the name Michael Ligotti came into the news, and I, w- I want you to share who that is and why why that that's, it was an important piece. And this was ESPN broke this, uh, I would say, about a month ago. Yes, Michael Ligotti was uh, finally... Uh, finally, uh, raided by the FBI for a, I don't know if it's a second or a third time. And, oh, you know what, Craig, you better wait because can you hang on for a moment? It's good. I like, I've seen your dog on Instagram. Uh, I know, but someone just probably dropped off a parcel and he's, okay, Jack, it's, it's, yeah, okay. It's just a box. Okay, quiet. That's it. I'm going to plow through this. Jack Daniels, which I'm assuming is named after the... Bourbon or whiskey or whatever. Well, it just fit. It, it fits. I mean, how if can you not? If the shoe fits, he, he looks know. like he's got to be what a golden doodle. I'm on your Insta- Ken Daniels TV on Instagram. If you want to, just it's basically pictures of the dog. The funny thing is, that's what Anthony Mantha said to me yesterday because Dylan was following me on on Instagram. We we're talking about Instagram, and yeah. Anthony Mantha says, "Oh yeah, you got to follow him. You'll see a lot of Jack Daniels." <laughs> and I said, "Yes, <laughs> that's but that's Jack a- Daniels." Jack Daniels acts responsibly if he doesn't drink responsibly. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He's uh, he is awesome. He's uh, he looks like a golden doodle, and that's what we have. We have my my dog Burlington, who's two years old and is amazing. About a year and a half, he's still a puppy, um, and is unreal. Where did you get him from? 
We got them from uh, up in Le- friends of ours in Lexington, Michigan, where um, they had a litter, and it was it was really it was really spur of the moment. We had we're a golden retriever family, and whatever, and we our dog had died a year previously, and oh. we just were like, you know what? We had, our life was in chaos anyways. Let's add a puppy into the equation. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> and this dog, who has shown up on this podcast, I'm sure in the background when Amazon delivers, is uh, Burlington's awesome. And I'm sure, just looking at yeah. yours, I can tell Jack is amazing. Oh, when we got Jack Daniels, uh, we left him there with the trainer for an extra month um, uh, through Windermere Farms. Yeah. And uh, we left him there for an extra month. And when we got him, so he was maybe you know, 11, 12 weeks old. And they said, this dog is truly special. Mm. Just chilled. And we said, yeah, you say that about all the dogs. Yeah, right, they, right, right. The two ladies there looked at me and they said, oh, no, trust us on this one. He is truly special. And we knew we were going to call him Jack, so they'd been calling him Jack and trained him. Yeah. I got him home, and I trained him to use the bell to go outside in a matter of moments. And uh, it didn't take very long. And he is hes truly amazing. He really is. He's just people person, dog yeah, person. Yeah. And someone comes to the door, barks like crazy, and then loves you up. And he's just never a bad day with him never have to tell him not to do something he's just yeah. brilliant it's amazing he's, he really uh, is i love him yeah does he uh, does he do the whole routine where he barks like crazy and then he goes and finds like a shoe to bring the person like then he just gets sweet yes and has that's to find, funny like, you a say that flop or something to bring funny you say that uh, mickey has a golden doodle named murph and um had chanel and they lost chanel and whenever i go over there we, we go over the redmond's house murph will always go and grab a shoe and then he'll circle the house. That's great. That's fine. Normally, Jack will go grab his blanket that he's had from the breeder um, when he was a puppy. And he still has that. He's starting to chew on it a little bit and rip a hole. And we tell him no because we want him to keep it. And he looks at us. Then he'll drop it. And then he'll stop because he knows. So, you know, don't tear the thing apart. But, yeah, he'll, he'll grab something. When my daughter comes over who lives in Chicago, he freaks out. Yeah. He'll jump on her and starts to cry and misses her so much. I tell him that Harlan's coming over and he'll go sit in the door and just wait. And then you can't stop him from jumping up and down when she comes. He's just so excited because he doesn't see her that often. So it's uh, it's wonderful to see. Um, I think uh, having lost her brother, uh, having Jack means uh, all the much more to her. Mm. And honestly, I'll, you know, the funny thing is I'm in the room and she'll FaceTime me. I'm in my office and she'll FaceTime me. He'll be in the other room. He'll hear the FaceTime. He'll run in. He'll look at her on on FaceTime. And then he'll run in the other room, grab his blanket, and come running back in. And then she'll say hi to him. He'll run out, grab another toy, run back in. So he's never in. He's just excited to bring her stuff. Crazy what we we do with our dogs it is yeah dylan larkin you can see on instagram he got a dog like i think Connor mcdavid got a dog so it was if you you have time at home you can you can do these things yeah and it's the time to train them and that's you know obviously jack was older it didn't matter but a lot of people got puppies and and why not you're home right you've got time to spend with them you got time to train them and um, so if there's something good to come out of this, uh, for families, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. And you're working from a lot of people working from home, which more and more people are going to do now more and more, but you're working from home. So the dog isn't alone too. Hopefully when things do get back to more normal, they don't go through anxiety. People, where's everybody going? Work. What's that? <laughs> Seriously. All right. Well, so Kenny, to wrap up, so Michael Ligotti, he was the guy that was kind of behind all of this, the, the patient brokering in Florida, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. His whole health company as a doctor 
would get patients sent to him for blood work, which certainly we and many others, including the FBI, deemed unnecessary. That blood work tests that were ordered for some for peeing in a cup and blood work that wasn't needed for $17,000, another test for $20,000. And we had many of those. And then the labs go to the insurance company. I remember when Jamie saw Dr. Ligotti and he called me and I said, Jamie, you shouldn't be seeing another addiction specialist. You already had one. And he goes, Dad, when I went to the office, they told me you're not going to see any bills from this office. Well, we didn't. We saw them from the lab companies, though, mm -hmm. where Dr. Ligotti's office and others who are in it for the greed factor, as far as we're concerned, uh, send them out. And then the labs bill and the insurance companies end up paying that they shouldn't have to. And then in the end, we all end up paying for that. And some of the tests of which Jamie had uh, ordered uh, were done by Dr. Ligotti on dates that Jamie was with us here in Michigan and his signature was forged. And we proved that to Blue Cross Blue Shield. We proved that to FBI investigators. And finally, and this isn't the first time, ESPN story, which came out in 2018, four years later, four years earlier, Dr. Ligotti's office had been raided. And all the while, he just claimed his ID was stolen. It was somebody else using his ID. It wasn't him ordering the tests. Well, finally, the FBI said enough's enough. So at some point now, finally, uh, he cannot uh, practice. His money, I believe, that he has apparently made profited over $120 million or so from upwards of probably $800 million um, that somehow benefited labs and, and everyone else has all been put on hold because now with COVID, they're trying to get a grand jury together, but that takes time. So at some point, he'll be indicted. Uh, we're working with the FBI. At some point, I'm sure we'll be called down for an impact statement. And at some point, I want to be in the courtroom when Dr. Ligotti is sent away for a long time. Mm. As we say, hashtag justice for Jamie. Mm. When, you, when there's as much progress as there's been, when, when you start to see people being held accountable, when you see funds being raised, I know it doesn't make you feel any better about anything, but like, how, how does that help the healing? It does. Time, as I say, doesn't heal all wounds, but it gives us perspective, right? Um, through, through loss, I mean, you discover love and um, we've discovered that. And it's, 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 it's a passion of a different sort where, where Jamie's mom and I, uh, despite not being married since uh, 2002, and each of our current spouses uh, can all come together and all part of the Jamie Daniels Foundation to do this, I think really is remarkable. Um, while substance use disorder can tear families apart, those who are already apart can use it to come together and for the greater good, I think is terrific. And you can look back and you can wallow in it and you're never gonna get Jamie back, but I love to talk about him because it keeps him alive. And I say that to anyone who's lost a cousin, a brother, a sister, a father, a mother, anyone to this. And there are elderly and grandparents who suffer from substance use disorder. If you've lost them, keep talking about them, keep keeps them alive and do something about it. And don't hide under the shame and stigma 
that our family did, except for really, we did until Jamie passed. No one knew of the struggles he went through, but he'd done so well. He was in recovery. He was working at a law firm. He was studying for his LSATs. And then you get patient brokered and then all hell breaks loose. So we knew nothing back in 2016 that we know now. So anyone suffering from mental illness, or we'd prefer to call it, let's talk about mental wellness. Let's get better. And the more we all talk about it, and the more we reach out, and we're not afraid to discuss it, the better off anyone will be. Any disease, we always say, boy, from the shoulder down, we'll talk about, whether it be the, the insidious cancer and anything else that happens. But there's a, mentally, we need to talk about above the shoulders too, and let's not have the shame and stigma. And I thank you for you, to you who reached out to me after we spoke about our respective books back in uh, September of, of 17, and you asked me, how you doing? meaning talk about Jamie, and I did, and we talked, and you said, holy crap, we have to talk about this, and you wrote about it so beautifully, as you do, and um, it spread the word, and that's what got us on our path. So I thank you, and the path that we're going to continue to build safe, sober living in Jamie's memory so that so that many others hopefully can follow along this and, and don't fall prey to what he had to go through. Well, Ken, thanks for all you're doing on this, and uh, you know, you're gracious to mention it, but you've you've carried this, you've done it all, you and and I, I'm I'm happy that the athletic in anything we're able to do to support this, we'd love to do, and it's it's an honor. So thank thanks for joining the pod, and thanks for everything you're doing on this front. It's it's been amazing to watch, really, the last few years. Thank you. It's a, a team effort. Uh you included, and thanks to many of your subscribers who reached out to. It's, it's been wonderful. Thank you. I want to thank Ken Daniels for joining the podcast again. That's his third time. I did not know. And and I would encourage you, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes, um, especially if you're not familiar with the story of his son, Jamie. Uh, it's 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 a sad story, but the, to see the work that, that Ken and his family and the Red Wings have done to turn it into... Um, a, a, a movement, I would even say, to, to raise money on behalf of Jamie is is pretty incredible. And so I always love to get Ken on here to tell his story, to do any small part we can to help out because I really, really believe in what they're doing there to, to help that crisis. And it's, uh, it's completely important. So thank you so much for listening to that. And thank you, Ken, for joining the podcast. A couple more things before we wrap up. I, I don't know if you saw it. Hopefully you did. But we announced uh, that we have surpassed 1 million subscribers at The Athletic. And um, I just wanted to say thank you because I know a lot of you listening to this have been listening for a long time, have been longtime subscribers to The Athletic. Even the, the story Ken Daniels mentioned, that was from 2017, which in athletic years was a long time ago. Really for all of us at this point, that was a long time ago. Everything feels like a long time ago. And uh, so especially those of you who have been listening a long time and subscribing a long time, I just want to say thank you because you know, we got to celebrate this this accomplishment to get to a million. When I joined The Athletic, I don't even want to tell you how many subscribers we had because I I can tell you, I remember them tell, showing me on the screen how many we had, and I was like, oh boy, that's, that's not a very large number. And to have the success and the support we have from you guys um, since then is... It's amazing. We don't thank you enough. And so really, this is just a sincere thank you. No strings attached. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And I completely appreciate it. 
Last plug, I do want to make sure you hear that, uh, aware that Bill Daly joined uh, Two Men Advantage with Scott Burnside and Pierre Lebron. It was really good and really informative about where things are headed in the NHL, um, especially next season. So check out that podcast. Bill's great. Pierre and Scott are great, of course. And during the playoffs, make sure you're listening to Scott Burnside and Two Men Advantage every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, released at 10 a.m. Eastern to keep track of what's happening in the night's games. All right, that's it. Thanks again to Ken for joining the podcast. Thank you for listening, and have a great week.